1: This episode is brought to you by New Vibes Wine, bringing new vibes to the table with limited edition appellations and monthly club memberships. Subscribe at newvibeswine.com today and receive 50% off your first wine club order.
2: Welcome to HRN on Tour at 2023 Food and Wine Classic in Aspen. I am Christine Sykes-Lowe. And I'm Jennifer Bushman. And today we are joined by Manit Chuan and Vivek Diora, power duo behind Nashville, Tennessee's Morph Hospitality Group. Hey, guys. So Hello, good Christy. to see you again.
3: Hello. Good to see you as well, and thank you for having us.
2: Deja vu all over again. Um, so it's been a year. Uh, we talked about a lot of things last time. We talked about uh, all the things you have going on in your lives, but also work-life balance. Has anything settled out in that arena?
4: Well, uh, we always joke that um, work-life balance doesn't exist. And I think that's what we thrive under. We love, um, I think work is life to us, uh, because we, we correlate that. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. And we always have fun while we are working, like right now.
3: Exactly. It's, um, you know, we have two kids, we're blessed to have an eight year old and a 12 year old and the work life balance aspect, you try and be somewhat of mentors to your kids and lead by example. So much to Manit's point, we're working this weekend, going to miss Father's Day, but going to make it up on Monday for the kids. And that's what work-life balance is to us, at least. And you do your best and make the most of what you got. You do
2: your best. That's my, my motto as well. Um, and you have a lot on the docket this weekend. I know you're involved in a lot of different things at the 40th Annual food and wine classic. So what, what have you been up to?
4: Well, you know me. Uh, my, my favorite word is yes. So whenever they ask anything, I'm like, yes. So from like sabering champagne uh, at the, uh, you know. Uh, You're very good at that, by uh, the way. I, I, I know. It gives me such a high. I'm like, <laughs> yes. They're like, anybody wants to saber, and I'm like, yes, it's me. Um, it's a new trick that I've learned. So I uh, I show off as much as possible um, to, um, uh, I have a demo this afternoon uh, and tomorrow, um, and there they are so many like at the tents. So yeah, just everywhere and wherever that I see that I have to show up, I show up. You uh, are teaching a class on non yes, oh, tomorrow. Yes, today
2: and oh, tomorrow. Today and tomorrow. Okay, Man-eat on repeat. One of my favorite carbs, <laughs> manito on repeat. I love that you know i I think it's so fascinating
5: the the community that you've built in Nashville we were talking a little bit about the things that the the gap in um, ingredient availability the fact that you were able to sort of take this crystal ball and see what was needed in that moment in time in a market that was really starving for it and and I think that you through the success what you've brought on the plate obviously there has been so much attention brought to that and I wanted to talk about what are the gaps now because especially in some of these Midwestern markets. What are you seeing? Are the things that really need to be faced in sort of? It is a changing climate, economy. What's what's happening now in Nashville, and what what are if you, if at all, what are you doing to address it?
3: Nashville has continued to grow uh, exponentially, and um, yes, um, uh, I would take the credit that we uh, we were one of the first ones to move there, and one of the gaps we filled was uh, the Chinese restaurant because there was. P.F. Chang's, and they were the mom and dads. So nothing against them, but there was not an eclectic, um, authentic Chinese Chinese. And I spent some time in Shanghai, so that's how we had started. And now, um, I think um, when we in back in 2014, there were less than a thousand restaurants on TripAdvisor in Nashville. Now the number has just doubled on TripAdvisor. That's astounding, right? And and take away the the two two and a half years of COVID, right? During that, there was literally no growth in the restaurant business. Uh, To talk about what is missing in Nashville is really a tough question to answer because Nashville has become home to a lot of famous restaurant tours. A lot of people have actually taken the challenge heads on and gotten into Nashville. Uh, We've seen a lot of people moving from East Coast and West Coast into um the south um tennessee being one of them and um they have uh, somewhat created their own niche market and following
4: mm-hmm. yeah i agree i mean uh, 10 years ago when we moved over there um getting access to fresh ingredients that was a challenge right and that did dictate how we designed our menu um, now, um, I mean, thanks to you, they are all of these beautiful ingredients that we do have access to. But the growth in Nashville is so exponential that at times it's always a struggle uh, to, uh, you know, it's, it's the demand and supply. So the demand is really high. The supply is still, it's getting there, but it's still limited. So uh, I, I think that is, uh, that is one thing which we want more supply in Nashville. Mm-hmm.
3: And to quickly, um, now that I go back and think, when Manit and I moved from New York City, we um, we had a lot of these hole-in-the-wall places, which were our favorites. For example, a Sri Lankan restaurant, an Ethiopian restaurant. Um, there was even a Nigerian place. Nashville does miss things of those natures, some street foods, which could be really, really out there. And I don't think Ethiopian and Nigerian food is really, really out there. I think Um, it can fit into the mainstream, just like Mexican, Thai, Indian, Chinese, and whatnot. So I'd love to see one of those restaurants come into play in Nashville, personally.
5: Oh, absolutely! I think there are so many opportunities. the The community itself. I'm curious because you've sort of got this celebrity effect, right? And you've got the the music studios, and 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 you have then those locals that are living there. And then I think there's the tourism. And then I think some of the locals are sort of they're in different places, right? They live in different places. And and I know coming from Northern California, that I do sometimes the local restaurants hurt because they struggle to find their their community and their following. And I'm curious, like, what that effect because like you were talking about ingredients I think the more attention a city has like Nashville then the more you're able to justify look you should have from my perspective I'm always going to bring the blue food in but you should have these fabulous seaweeds there and Mike Graham from Monterey Bay seaweed company should be distributing there because you, because obviously there's a market so is that I mean is it? was it hard to get because it is a very diverse almost distributed sort of market was it hard to find that or is there more of a local market than I know about
4: so uh, the Nashville non- Nashville Nashville, uh, I always say Nashville is the music city because of the audience and it's become a foodie city because of the audience, right? As Vivek was saying that, you know, there are people who are moving from California, from New York. uh, They are people who are traveling all over the world. Now we have, a, you know, a nonstop uh, international flight from Nashville to Heathrow. And that literally... Isn't that something? It's amazing because it makes the world smaller. So there are people who are traveling from all over the world and they have very discerning palates. Mm-hmm. Um, and discerning palates really starts from the foundation of the quality of food that you get, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and that is the one thing that we are seeing. Nashville, when we first moved to Nashville everybody was like oh this is going to be a celebrity chef who's going to come over and you know show her face and and leave but the fact that we've made Nashville our home we are as much locals as celebrity and having that the loyalty of people who are locals so we have we've captured that loyalty but also people tourists who are coming they are coming over to the restaurant so I do think that we have Um, you know, struck gold as to being right at, you know, getting both the aspects. And I think that really,
5: really works for us. I think that's so exciting, isn't it? And it also puts you on a little firmer footing when the market goes up and down.
3: Absolutely, it does. And uh, when we talk about sourcing ingredients, in 2016, we started a a brewery called uh, Mantra Artisanales and it, w- it started off as a craft brewery and one of our signature beers was a saffron um, IPA which made it to one of the top eight beers in the world by Conde Nast. and uh, we were so blessed to have placed Nashville on the international beer map. There was Australia, there was Germany, there was um, England and California of course but then there was Franklin Tennessee.
2: Saffron IPA now obviously saffron comes through in that but what are the other flavor profiles in that that sounds so delicious.
3: Yes cardamom was one minor ingredient but saffron and cardamom are those you know hand in a glove relationship. If you don't Fuse the two well together, you can make a real mess real easily out, out of it. But um, we got a brewmaster who uh, worked very hard with Manith and myself, and and we came up with a delicious recipe, and it paired very well with the cuisine we served because there was a lack of uh, there was a lack of pairing a, a perfect beverage in our opinion. Um, and that's that's what inspired us to create that saffron IPA. But coming back to the point of sourcing ingredients, now, when you're in Tennessee, um, there is the the hops that come out, and you have to contractually buy an X amount of hops. And our brewmaster Derek Morse was always struggling to get those contracts because um, the the microbrews in California and New York, those were the big boys, and they would get all those contracts before. Uh, a, a small player in Tennessee could get it. But um, as luck would have it, and as uh, the audience was very, very kind to us, we grew into a uh, up to a point where we could contractually get those hops in much bigger quantities. But talk about sourcing and, and being a smaller player and being able to get your hands on it. So he would get in on four o'clock in the morning when the contracts would go out, and he would be sitting on the computer like bid, 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 bid. So that's just one small story in in the bigger scheme of things.
5: But then it paves the way.
3: Absolutely. Because, I mean,
5: think of now all of the different um, groups that are brewing beer, and, I mean, it it paves the way for those opportunities because you were able to break down
3: those walls. Yes, from a microbrewery we went into now what we have uh, is Hop Springs. It's an 86-acre beer park that we've created in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, another big growing town but still a small dot um, uh, at a national level yeah and we stopped distribution of our beer because now we've made it in our opinion we would like to say a destination where people come for music people come for beer people come from uh people come for um disc um Disc golf. Uh, disc golf, yeah, yes. exactly. And, oh, that's uh,
5: an Andrew Zimmern thing. Have you told him? That's his like big hobby. That's really? the sport he
2: does is disc golf.
3: We need to tell you have Andrew, to
5: have Andrew I'm come. I'm
2: sensing an event happening. Yeah, I am
5: here too. Soon.
3: Oh, now Let's we're make talking. talking. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was designed by the by the French and U.S. Uh, Olympic uh, ex Olympic team players. Well, you spoke so. of
2: this uh, venue uh, last year. How has it evolved over the past year? Has, has there been any
3: developments? Absolutely. Um, You know, the word pivot has become so... Again, it's grown exponentially. Mm -hmm. So um, our brewery was just struggling during the pandemic times. and, And we moved into... We realized that people wanted to go out in open spaces and wanted to get together safely and whatnot and listen to music because we were still very much in the music city. But Nashville was closed during that time. So we... We got this 86 acres. We're like, okay, let's just do music over here. Now we're a pretty, pretty decent music venue. Uh, we have a lot of music festivals that go on every quarter. Uh, weekly, uh, there is music. There's the dock park, like I said, and the disc golf. So, so it's evolved. It's evolved from a brewery to um, some sort of a lifestyle place, I would say.
2: Great place to relax, sit, sit back, and enjoy yourself.
3: Sounds oh yes, great. The rocking chairs we do serve ice tea as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> New Vibes Wine offers limited edition wines from top appellations delivered directly to your door so you can relax and focus on what matters most, you. As a team of working women, their goal is to simplify the decision-making process for busy individuals like you by providing a variety of delicious, high-quality wines. New Vibes Wine Club members receive monthly allocations of 3, 6, or 12 bottles, and they guarantee their product. They will refund or replace any varietal that's not up to your taste. Subscribe at newvibeswine.com today and receive 50% off your first wine club order. New Vibes Wine. Cheers to the everyday.
2: I have a loaded question for you both. What do you think is the biggest misconception about Indian food? Curry.
4: That's it. Yeah. Um, and it's not that Indian food doesn't have curry. Curry are sauces. Um, but the fact that um, that people think that curry powder is an Indian ingredient is is something, I think, which is the biggest misconception. I think the other also is that it's um 8.95 all you can eat buffet with a layer of grease and once you have eaten it it is like you're done for the day but to us i think we grew up in india with three fresh meals a day seasonal food was the only food that we ate i mean red carrots you would get it for one week in december eat it enjoy it and then wait for the next year. And I think that's what led us to savor different seasonalities. Like I would look forward for the first uh, rainfall, you know, after a blistering hot summer in India, because that first rainfall meant that there were fresh lychees, which would get on the market, right? Like those were like such sensory things that we really look forward to. And I think that is a big misconception that it is curries it's so much more than
3: curries i think we uh, you know you fire us up when you ask us about <laughs> well, misconceptions i said, a, I said about... a loaded question right <laughs> I, I deliver <laughs> yes absolutely absolutely <laughs> i beneath and i are people who are like um we we had to train a lot of our, our team members when we opened up the restaurant in nashville that expect a ton of phone calls and inquiries about um what, ta- what time does your buffet open? Because it is a really massive preconceived notion that if you're in an in, in, in Indian restaurant, you're going to serve a buffet. And if you're not serving a buffet, chances are that you do not necessarily qualify for, for that Indian restaurant. So our struggle, which we absolutely embrace, both Manith and I, is to change the norm and say, no, 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 no. Indian food is as fresh as, as it can get. Uh, Manith and I both, uh, we grew up on uh, freshly cooked, three freshly cooked meals a day. And we want, we want to share that story with everybody. And we try and do that through the restaurant and um, through chats and conversations like we're having right now. It is a fresh, vibrant um cuisine, which has very strong roots, and it can take on and work very well with other cuisines of the world. And we've one of the dishes in our restaurant is the poutine. Uh, it's one of the highest selling menu items we made the grave mistake of taking it out of the menu because we wanted to keep it seasonal.
2: There was a revolt, wasn't there? There
3: was. I predict yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, No, yeah. Uh, hey, Let's just stay a little shy of bloodshed.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: but let's also
4: say that our version of the pr- poutine, which Vivek and I, after one beer too many in Montreal, we were having the poutine, we were like this needs flavor so we have chaat masala fries uh, which is like this mango powder and then it's topped with uh, tandoori chicken and then uh, the tikka masala sauce and then Uigui cheesy like it is like I think the one thing cheesier than me but it is so good.
2: Yes, that sounds wonderful. <laughs> Actually, Time to make a trip to I n- Nashville. I know. We talked about this last year. It needs to happen. It needs to
5: happen. Yeah, no, this is just amazing. I think that the, the thing that's incredible is that you had something that was, it really started locally and then it spread regionally and now nationally and all of the other work that you're doing to really draw attention to this I think has so much effect in different parts of the
2: market and it takes a lot of work. So we're just really grateful for
5: all of the different elements that you're bringing to this.
2: Thank you. Is there any Anything on the horizon you can share? Yeah, brewing?
4: There is something brewing in the horizon, but we can't share oh, it right now. okay.
3: It, absolutely. We, <laughs> we're very excited about what's, uh, what's on the horizon. It's something that uh, Manit and I have, uh, it's going to be one of the bigger highlights of our career so far. That is all wow. I can say at this moment.
2: Well, wow. can't wait.
3: We, n- neither can we to share it
2: Okay well thank you guys so much For sitting down with us It's so good to see you again And I hope to see you a little bit more The rest of the weekend And uh, thank you Yes thank you so much for taking the time out When it's such a busy weekend
3: Deli- thank you. Delighted to be here Thank you both
2: Thank you for listening to HRN's live coverage Of 2023 Food and Wine Classic in Aspen I'm Christine Sykeslow, And I'm Jennifer Bushman Special thanks to New Vibes Wine for making our coverage possible. You can listen to all of our coverage on our podcast, Heritage Radio Network, on tour. Find it on heritageradionetwork.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradionetwork.org slash subscribe. HRN on Tour is powered by Simplecast. This episode of HRN on Tour was produced in part by generous funding from the Julia Child Foundation.